with a bunch of crazy dogs. Have some fun. Ladies and gentlemen, what is up? Coming to you from the Cosa Nostra studios, I'm Matty Buller, and thank you for tuning in to Almost Wise Guys. In this episode, we'll cover the top games of the week, including the Sunday and Monday nighters. Uh, Andy will offer his sandwich game up, and of course, I will have a Moneyline Matty pick for you. But uh, with me as always, from Almost Wise Guys Central, it's Andy, the prognosticator Atridge. How are you, bud? I'm not doing too badly, Matthew. Um... No, it's sort of a, it was sort of a weird week. My 49ers lost to our hated rivals, the Seattle Shithawks. Shithawks. Big, dirty Shithawks. Um, your boys won against your rivals, the Detroit Lions. Not a big surprise. It's stubborn Matt Nagy said that uh, Justin Fields will be starting from now on. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, right. the job ah. is his. And what did you say week four? The job will be his? Well, I thought that they were, yeah, I thought that they would install him for the uh, Lions game as his first start, but they actually had done it the week before, right, because of the injury to Andy Dalton. Well, I'd say that's injury, but he announced them now that Dalton's getting better as the starter going forward. So I'll give you the benefit of the plus or minus one week. I'll say you nailed that. Good call. That's why they call you the prognosticator. Well, here's something I didn't prognosticate. Two teams from uh, the Big Apple, not only covering, but winning outright. I'm blown away. I'm blown. Yeah, uh, Jets played really well. In fact, I I was uh, I was kind of proud of them with my guy Robert Sala at the helm. Yeah, good for Robert Sala for getting his uh, first uh, NFL win as a head coach. You know, the one guy we're not going to be popping champagne corks for is our man Urban Meyer. Why? What did he do this week? What did he do this week? Yeah, it was yeah, it was a pretty slow news week for Urban, wasn't it? Jeez, buddy. You know. Oh my god. How does a guy like that not know when he's out in Ohio? Ohio, Ohio, Ohio. Where he was like the head coach of the Bucks and now he's the head coach of the Jags. He's like super famous. How does he not know people aren't going to be videotaping him? Is his judgment that bad? Uh awareness, a uh, few whiskeys. Don't know, man. Uh, what we do know is that we've come up with the top five items on Urban Meyer's wish list. Number five. The NFL to loosen up its conduct policy. He can't have success without getting some criminals on his team vis-a-vis the Ohio State Buckeyes or Florida Gators. Go Gators. Go Gators. Number four. A set of pom-poms from the University of Southern California to cheer on his new Trojans. I'm not going to be the Trojans. Number three. A name that doesn't sound like Manhattan street meat. Where's the beef? Number two. A win for Jacksonville. And if he can't get that. The number one. A doctor's note that he can provide to Jags ownership so he can retire due to medical issues. Again. I can't jump out with the rest of my unit because my tummy hurts. Whether it's a hot co-ed on a night away from his wife or Aaron Hernandez, Urban Meyer has always shown questionable judgment when it comes to tight ends. Stop! <laughs> He's already dead. Well, shall we fire it up, Andy? We shall fire it up. Go! 
All right, first game Sunday is uh, Sunday morning for those of us in the Eastern time zone. It takes place in jolly old England. Uh, no, actually, I'm English. Then we'll be airing at 9.30 in the morning. That is Eastern time. And we're talking about the Atlanta Falcons playing host to the New York Jets. Atlanta technically the home team here. They're sitting as three-point favorites. This is, of course, at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. And this is really like a case of the anemic offense versus the poorest defense. The New York Jets averaging the league fewest 11.8 points per game on offense. And the Falcons are allowing the most points per game on defense at 32. So something's got to give here. The Jets, that's by far the least. Like the next closest team is four and a half points ahead of them. Yeah. And, you know, they're coming off a dramatic win, but that was in Nashville. And now they're traveling across the pond to England. Is there a difference between Nashville and London, Maddie? Well, yeah, the music's better in London. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's a weird trip for players that haven't done it before. And I've always given the nod to the coach that has the best, the better disciplinarian and the guy that keeps his eye on the, the uh, you know, the, the kids for the week. Cause that's what they are. It seems to be more in vogue for recently for teams to fly over the day before the game, as opposed to the beginning of the week for them to get acclimated to the time zone and all that nice stuff. But let's go back to last week. The Jets running back, Michael Carter, had one touchdown on 13 carries. Corey Davis had a touchdown and 11, 111 yards receiving. Quarterback Zach Wilson had 289 passing yards, including two for over 50 yards. What do these guys have in common? They're all rookies, and so is their coach. I think traveling out of country is going to be fairly easy for the young guys. The Falcons, their only win this year was against the Giants. And in their match against the Bucs, it was a three-point game going into the fourth quarter until Matty Ice threw two pick sixes to Mike Edwards. If you don't already think that Matty Ice should be called Matty Ice Age, consider this metric, Matty. In terms of yards per pass thrown, he's 28th in the league. And that's in front of the aged Big Ben Roethlisberger, second stringer Jacoby Brissett, and rookies Davis Mills and Trevor Lawrence. Let me ask you this, Maddie. You mentioned before that they can't spell defense in Atlanta. I wonder how they spell it in England. Well, they probably would have an extra vowel in there. All I can say to that is bullshit. Yeah, Atlanta is allowed the highest opposing passer rating and is tied for the most pass touchdowns allowed this season. I think this is a, a, a way for Zach Wilson to keep the ball rolling. He had a pretty good showing last week. And uh, I think he's got a chance to go over to England, and I think they got a chance to string two together here for the uh, Jets. Uh, you know, I'm not only going with them plus three men. I, I, I'm money lining the Jets. Uh, what am I saying? The Jets. The Jets are a money line Maddie pick this week. Oh! You have smoked yourself retarded. I just hope I don't get a whole bunch of spotted dick in my mouth for that one. You probably won't, but, you know, the Falcons, they had they added 10 guys to the injury list after last week's game against Washington. Now, most of them are probable for this week, but that's still a lot of bodies. 
I, I agree with you, man. I'm, I'm, I bought in. I'm drinking the English brown ale. Give me the three points. Maybe not on the money line, but I am taking the J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Spotted dick, sir. What? Spotted dick. <sighs> Can you believe this guy? I'm trying to get something to use. Ask me if I got the clap. San Diego Supercharger. San Diego Chargers On to Los Angeles with the Chargers. Our two-point favorites at home against the visiting Cleveland Browns. Uh, both teams coming off wins, but LA's win, albeit impressive against the Raiders, it was on Monday night. So the Chargers dealing with a short week here. Could that be a big part of the story? Well, and the other half of that story is that they beat the Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead the week before. So they've had two huge games in a row. You know, Cleveland beat your uh, beat up your Bears a couple weeks ago. Why are you bringing up old shit? Uh, they beat up the other NFC North team. The Minnesota Vikings, fourteen to seven. They're number one in rushing in one hundred and seventy-seven yards per game this season, and in fact, they're third in the league in rushing yards allowed on defense at just sixty-seven yards per game. And couple that with the fact that they're third in the league against the pass at one hundred and eighty-four yards per game. So they only allowed seven points to the Vikings last week and six points to your Bears the week before, the Chargers are 29th in the league at running the ball, meaning I expect Justin Herbert to be passing the ball a lot, or at least, you know, trying to. They're going to have an uphill battle. Um, but if they become one-dimensional, I see Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney being able to put some pressure on Herbert. Yeah, Austin Eckler has been able to get more than 50 rush yards in every game he's played this season, but Cleveland has not allowed a player to rush for 50 or more yards in a game this season. And I don't know if they're going to start. I, I think if the Chargers want to win this game, they definitely have to do it uh, through the air. But I agree with you, too, with Miles Garrett coming after. That whole that whole damn rush defense It's unbelievable. I watched what they did to my bear. Nine sacks in a game. I don't care how bad the Bears' offensive line is. They're yeah. still an NFL offensive line. For sure, nine sacks is a is, is a phenomenal number. You know right. that's like a that's like a Madden video game number. He gets penetration right there. Oh, it is. Yeah, no, I think the record was eleven, and uh, for rookie quarterback, so you were close. You're close. But Mayfield last week finished fifteen of thirty three for one hundred and fifty three yards, and he missed some really big plays. And then there was one pass to Ode- Odell Beckham Jr. that could have sealed the game. You know he has a like a sixty-eight or sixty-nine rating passing to Odell. Well, he, in the first two weeks of the season, he was over eighty-five percent completion percentage, number one in the league, and then that dropped to sixty-five percent this past week. But that's in part due to a shoulder injury that he has on his non-throwing arm, and he's been wearing a brace for that, or at least he did last week. But he's improving every week, so I think he's going to get back to his you know uh, more accurate passing. And just so I'm not talking shit, it was actually, sorry, when targeting Odell Beckham since 2020, he has a 74.7 passer rating and has only a 49.1 completion percentage. Well, that's because he's got their low percentage passes that he throws to him, right? So, Well, you know. the when he targets Landry, though, so he's throwing low percentage targets to him, he's 73.3 completion percentage and 104.8 passer rating. 
I find that stat because it's it's since 2020. I find that stat pretty interesting. Wow. My okay, so I'm going to give you my pick, and it's based on the fact that the Chargers, as you mentioned before, are off two huge divisional wins against the Raiders and the Chiefs. The latter being played on Monday night, which you mentioned, it's a short week. So I like the Browns here. Give me the Browns. Yep, letdown spot. I'm with you. I'm taking the Browns. And since they are underdogs, they're another money line Maddie pick this week. Oh! Oh! Browns and the Jets. Have I lost my ever-loving mind? Are you seeing a psychiatrist? Because I got a flash for you, young man. You're not copus mentis. Seriously, you should go check yourself, man. Before I wiggity wreck myself. I... <laughs> you better check yourself or you wreck yourself. You know I ride with my Arizona Cardinals. Most likely I'm a die as an Arizona Cardinal. I'm going outside ripping Arizona Cardinals. And everywhere I go, I rip my Arizona Cardinals. Arizona, Arizona. Oh, we got your account up on the docket here, buddy. The Arizona Cardinals are at home and five and a half point favorites against visiting San Francisco 49ers. And, uh, well, the NFC West is uh, just a powerhouse of a division. I mean, the Arizona Cardinals, Kyler Murray looks like he's in MVP form. That offense is clicking on all cylinders. And I've been actually pretty disappointed with San Fran's uh, output this year on both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's legit. I mean, we lost our kicker, uh, you know, during warm-ups. Yeah, that was very unfortunate because Robbie is good as gold, baby. And then as predictable as it is, Garoppolo went out, you know, in the second quarter. That guy's made out of paper, dude. Trent Williams went out. I'm, not, You know, I'm not making excuses, but that's kind of why they lost the Seahawks. But the Cardinals, Christ, I don't know if you would call it a Super Bowl, but they won really convincingly over the Rams. And... You know, by comparison, the the 49ers, they've lost to their two least favorite teams in the league, the Green Bay Packers and Seattle Seahawks in consecutive weeks. So with Jimmy G going out during the week and then Wisniewski pulled a groin before the game and Trent Williams, the all-universe offensive tackle, hurt his shoulder during the game. It can't really get much worse for them. However, that's the reason why the look-ahead line went from minus one and a half for Arizona to minus five and a half. If Trey Lance starts, I'm going to be really excited. Shanahan will have an entire week of creating what you would call an appropriate offensive package for a mobile quarterback. And let's look who the cards have faced this year in terms of quarterbacks. Ryan Tannehill, Kirk Cousins, Trevor Lawrence, and Matthew Stafford. Not your murderer's row of speedsters. I think this line is questionable. I, I With the, the, that many points, i got to take the 49ers. Oh, man, I feel sorry having to do this to you because I did it last week and I was right. But sometimes, you know, it's hard. You can't see it with your own team. I agree with you that Trey Lance gives you your best shot and I'd like to see him. You guys got a much better O-line than we do in Chicago, so you can protect him. And I agree with you having a mobile guy back there who's not made of paper. The high school that I played with up the road than your O-line does, by the way. I know this is this is true. The Arizona Cardinals, I know, man, they're the fourth team, uh, the first NFC team in the Super Bowl era to start 4-0 and with 30-plus points and 400 total yards in each game. And each of the previous three teams lost in the Super Bowl. But 
they at least made the Super Bowl. Um, now, the thing is about the 49ers, they seem to be road dogs. They're 7-3 and three on the road since 2020. 1-9 at home or on neutral field. Isn't that nuts? Uh, well, it is, but Arizona, as home favorites in the last nine games, has not covered the spread on eight of them. Andy, no, I can't do it. I was going to go with you on San Francisco, but I just can't do it. I'm taking the cards minus five and a half. Well, fuck you. Finally, on Sunday afternoon, we've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home against the Miami Dolphins. Bucks are favored by 10 points at home. This is the Battle of Florida. And, uh, well, Tom Brady's coming off a pretty big win. Could this be a letdown spot for the Bucks? Hang on. Did Tom Brady win on the weekend? I forgot. Yeah, he won. That's all we heard about. Ad nauseum. Can you imagine... If that 56-yard field goal had gone through the uprights and not doink, sorry to use that term, Maddie. Trigger warning, fuck you. Station would be so much different right now. Absolutely. You know, that was a uh, obviously a very low-rated game to be sure there. Um, but guess what? You know what? The Bucks host the Eagles next Thursday night on primetime, meaning... It's an almost wise, guys. Sandwich game. What are you? An idiot sandwich. No, I'm not going to suggest for a second that Philly is an NFC powerhouse, and nor do they have any sort of history of Tampa Bay for a rivalry. But it might be a little too easy for the Bucks to take their eye off the ball for a non-conference game against an underperforming Dolphins team. I am concerned about the Dolphins' running game or lack thereof. That could be their Achilles heel. Miles Gaskin, their leading rusher, has only 142 yards on the whole season. However, Tampa Bay is dead last in the league in passing yards allowed at a clip of over 327 yards a game. So look for Devontae Parker and Jalen Waddle to have a big day. I don't think Miami should be a double-digit dog in this scenario. I agree with you. Miami's blitzed on 40.9% of dropbacks this season. That's the highest rate in the NFL. And Brady has been pressured on 13.6% of blitzes this season. And that's the lowest in the NFL. And what's the way to beat Brady? You got to pressure him. So right there, Miami's on a good start with their play calling on defense. Another thing, and this is more like a thing with the cosmos, but the like the football gods are watching. And Tom Brady has 12 career losses versus the Dolphins. That's double the amount of losses he has versus any other opponent. Really? Really? And I, it, as soon as I read that stat, I remember going, you know what? That's true. They, they were, the Pats were always getting fucked by the, the Dolphins, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I, I definitely am not making Miami a money line. Matty pick. I don't really see that happening, but 10 points. Miami doesn't even have to travel very far. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the uh, Dolphins to cover the ten here. That's yeah, a sharp bus ride. We get to keep our wise guy cards for another week, pal. If I sell two sandwiches for ten dollars each, that equals money. <laughs> 
Now we head to Sunday night, where it's a rematch of last year's AFC title game. Kansas City at home at Arrowhead Stadium, and they are two-and-a-half-point favorites against the visiting Buffalo Bills. And, uh, well, Buffalo... Oh, man, that's another offense that's looking real good this year. They had that, you know, first game against Pittsburgh. The whole team kind of seemed to where they just kind of shut down. They weren't really. But since then, they've been on fire, dude. On fire. Dude, they in the last three weeks, they've outscored their opponents 118 to 21. I mean, that's nuts. Yep. That's more that's more Madden video game stats right there. That is that is a crazy differential. And, and by comparison, um, you know, KC has covered the spread last, well, they did last week for the second time in their past 15 games. Conversely, the Bills have covered 12 of their past 15. And, you know, if you go back to the rematch of last, last year's AFC title game, the Bills got out to a 9 nothing lead and then proceeded to watch the Chiefs score 24 of the next 27 points. Do you think that uh, the McDermott's going to remember that a little bit. And Buffalo is a different team than last year. This year, they're allowing the fewest points, total yards, pass yards, and they lead the NFL in sacks. Is that good? These guys are young, hungry guys. And I mean, the throne in the AFC this year, I think, is as open as it's been in the last couple of years because Kansas City, uh, they don't appear to be the juggernaut that they were. Um, they've allowed 27 or more points in nine of their last 12 regular season games. And that's, that's pretty bad, man. If you're playing a team like Buffalo that can put up this many points, Philly's offense put up 461 yards on them. And that included 387 passing yards with Jalen hurts at the helm. What do you think Josh Allen's going to do? Yeah. Kansas city has the 31st overall ranked defense. That is atrocious. The Bills, number one. I, I think that uh, the Kansas City fans that head there this week are in for a world of hurt because the Buffalo Bills are going to come into Kansas City, and Kansas City is going to be under 500 for the first time in a while. I'm making Buffalo my last money line Maddie pick this week. Oh! Oh! Well, it's And finally, Monday night, we head to Charm City, where the Baltimore Ravens are laying seven points against visiting Indianapolis Colts. And, uh, well, Baltimore finally kind of got back on track last week. Um, Indianapolis, though, they've been rolling pretty well. I mean, having the handicap of Carson Wentz and still managing to do as well as they have this year, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. Before we go to Monday night, Matty, let's go back in time a little bit. So picture this. It's late in the evening on March 28, 1984. Bob Ursay, owner of the once mighty Baltimore Coats, moves the team to Indianapolis. Without any sort of public announcement, Ursay hired movers to pack up the team's office in Owings Mills, Maryland, in the middle of the night while the city of Baltimore slept. Do you think Baltimore fans still remember that? Don't let the door hit you on the way out, because I don't want ass prints on my new door. I mean, last week I called the Coats to, to cover, and you correctly called the Ravens to cover in Denver. But for such a low total, I think the spread is a little bit high, don't you? Yes, 
I do think that this spreads high. I I like Indy in this situation here. Uh, I they're not a money line Maddie pick, but I think Indy's going to cover this seven points. Well, it's no surprise that the Ravens are obviously in the top three of rushing yards per game, but. Carson Wentz, your guy, passed for 228 yards last week and two touchdowns with no INTs, while running back Jonathan Taylor stepped up as well with a season high 103 yards on 16 carries and a TD. I think I called that last week. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that guys like DeForest Buckner. Darius Leonard and Xavier Rhodes can at least in part contain the scrambling of Lamar Jackson or at least limit the damage. Therefore, I see the Ursay family screwing Baltimore fans one more time. Give me the Colts. This is Johnny United for the Baltimore Colts. Let's go, you Colts. All right, and now we get to the teaser, and this is where, obviously, like the title implies, Andy and I both give you a teaser for the weekend we want to get down on. Andy, you first. What do you like this weekend? Uh, my first leg of the teaser is actually going to go to the land of a thousand lakes in Minnesota, um, taking them down to minus one and a half. I like taking the home team through the seven and the three, and the other checkmark box that I like the most is the fact that it's against the Lions. On the second leg of the teaser, I like Washington, the professional football team from Washington, to go to plus eight. And you have the Jameis Winston effect in which you can automatically add six points to the other team's score before the game even begins. So, um, Minnesota, minus one and a half. Washington, plus eight. First leg of my teaser, we're heading to Los Angeles, where uh, I think that, well, I like the Cleveland Browns as money line guys, so I definitely like taking them from plus two to plus eight, going through the key numbers of three and seven. And then another road dog this week, uh, Sunday night, I like taking the Bills from plus two and a half to plus eight and a half, once again, going through the key numbers of three and seven. He's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Thank you for listening to week five of Almost Wise Guys. If you like what you heard, make sure you hit the subscribe button on iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud. Then you won't miss a show. You can also hit us up on our website, almostwisegeguys.com, for additional content and picks from all week five games across the NFL. From the Cosa Nostra studios, for Andy the Prognosticator Attridge, back at Almost Wise Guys Central, I'm Matty Buller. Get out and pick yourself a winner. If you liked our podcast, please share it with a friend. If you hated it, please share with two enemies. Tune in next week at the same bet time on the same bet channel. Sayonara. Talking to your TV, walking out of frame. The story in the picture is harder to contain. I can hear you breathing, talking to your phone. You have the perfect body, you have the perfect tone. Talking to your TV, talking to the world Your TV is a box, your TV is a girl For hours in the morning, for hours at night Oh, we could go forever, sifting out the lies I swear this is the last time I pay my cable bill, I pay my cable bill How can we set this thing to override? 
It's just a money trap that doesn't love you back You should try to have a message, oh nobody will care We could make a movie and put it on the air We could make it happen, oh we could make believe The man behind the scene got something up his sleeve An exercise in madness to exercise your brain Never show your sadness, try to steal a plane A desert in the east where everybody wins Arabian kings, a president on strings I swear this is the last time I pay my cable bill I pay my cable bill How can we set this thing to override? It's just a money trap It doesn't love you back I swear this is the last time I pay my cable bill I pay my cable bill How can we set this thing to override? It's just a money trap It doesn't love you back I swear this is the last time I pay my cable bill I pay my cable bill How can we set this thing to override? It's just a money trap It doesn't love you back